0: Hello! Welcome to Guide to the Unknown. I'm Kristen. I'm William. And we're here to scare you, we're here to tantalize you, we're here to teach you things, and teach each other about scary stuff in the world.
1: So when you turn in your scorecard at the end, tell us if you were scared and tantalized, Mm -hmm. and you'll win a prize.
0: And if you get all three, you were scared and tantalized and you learned, we'll come to your house.
1: I wonder if there's anybody who turns this show off at the end and goes, you know what? I did learn I really learned something.
0: Yeah. I would imagine. <laughs> this is basically homeschooling for any children who may be watching right yeah, now. Yeah, if
1: anybody out there works in the education system, can you get guide to the unknown in the classroom?
0: Yeah, we should be part of the core curriculum.
1: We've worked hard to not curse on this show very much, so Yes. Yes. A couple we've... couple ones slipped out
0: there. But I think it's just little ones. I think they've only been things that like you could see on like network TV. Yeah, oh, for sure. Like nothing crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, Um,
1: kindergartners, I think. Yes. Would really enjoy this. Appropriate
0: for them. Okay, so I have just a small thing that I want to tell you guys about. Um, My, wait, I'm not going to say her name. One of my friends reached out to me to tell me a story that she was reminded of when she read the Agatha Christie disappearance blog that I wrote um, that you can find on talkbomb.com slash Kristen slash (laughs) Agatha Christie,
1: Yeah, I believe. uh, Kristen has been writing amazing blog post supplements to our shows. Yeah. So she wrote uh, a a blog post about the Paula's Dead conspiracy mm-hmm. theory. She wrote a blog post just recently about last week's episode, yep. the Agatha Christie disappearance. Yep. All of those are on TalkBomb.com.
0: If you go to the blog section and you click on Kristen Blodgers Anderson, did you see that? I
1: did see that. Cool. I didn't read it that way. I thought it was Kristen Bloggers Anderson, which isn't. Auditorily upon anymore, but. but my
0: name is Kristen Rogers Anderson, so right. you
1: guys go. Oh, that's it. great, it's great. You
0: guys see. Okay, so <laughs> I'm just gonna tell you what Susan told me that reminded her of Agatha Christie, quick recap, disappearing for a few weeks, um, supposedly to kind of put her cheating husband through the ringer and make it look like he had killed her mm. or the mental disturbance that sure. led to it. Hard to say. Right. Okay, so my friend said. Um, when I was in high school, my gym teacher, who was a real dick, went missing for a few weeks and it was on the news and this big thing. And it turns out that his wife caught him cheating again and had warned him that if he did it again, she'd embarrass the hell out of him and she totally followed through. So it's like the opposite of this, but it was so badass that she called the news and was like, honey, if you're out there, I just want you to be okay. When that was code for you bastard, I warned you what
1: yep so she i'm confused she embarrassed him by making it seem like he went missing
0: yeah he well he went
1: would I that guess embarrass he embarrass you
0: he did go mi- yeah i don't know maybe she made him go missing
1: <laughs> hard to say <laughs> That doesn't sound like embarrassing someone that sounds like a crime
0: uh, you're gonna be so
1: humiliated when, when I, I make you when go I make, missing
0: when i make you disappear um I don't know that's what she wrote and I like the spirit of it so
1: Yeah whatever it is I I, don't I support know. the notion
0: Yeah I'm not sure about the details Yeah
1: but <laughs> Fair enough. There you have it. I'll make you go missing. Yeah. I'll make you understand. <laughs> Someone somebody, got that. I know. Somebody yeah. got
0: that. When I said that last week or a couple of weeks ago, that was me quoting um, Edward Nigma from the movie Batman
1: Forever. Somebody on YouTube got it like mm-hmm. right away. We posted the show and about very... 15 seconds later I got a notification of somebody being like, uh, Batman Forever Edward Nigma says, I'll make you understand.
0: I have truly found
1: my people. Thank you. for sure. Um, All right. All right, get into it. Yeah, why don't we jump into it? I'm going to...
0: Hop along, Jack.
1: I'm going first? Yeah. So, Kristen, Mm -hmm. the day that this show comes out is July 20th, 2018. Mm -hmm. It is the day that we first landed on the moon, that Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin set foot on the surface of that big ball of cheese we call the moon.
0: Supposedly.
1: Supposedly. (laughs) And that's the point. There are many... Who believe that that was a gigantic hoax? Right. We've talked about it before when we talked about uh, Stanley Kubrick's *The Shining*, which many people interpret as some sort of an admission that Stanley Kubrick helped the U.S. government fake the lunar landing by shooting it on a soundstage. Yeah. Uh, I decided to uh, to honor the anniversary, look into no the better scandal, way. try to see what some of the evidence is from people what refutes it, and uh, some of the fallout of believing that we never actually traveled. Uh, to that to pearly the... dot <laughs> up in the sky. What
0: what would the fallout be of just believing this? Uh,
1: well, there's one thing. I guess maybe that's even making too much of it. There's somebody, okay. I'll, I'll get to yeah. it. I'll get to it in a good time. <laughs> so uh, approximately, there are some like uh, surveys, polls, yeah. asking people, do you believe that we landed on the moon or not? Mm-hmm. And My
0: thing also involves a poll.
1: Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Huh. Generally, is it a P-O-L-E, and it's a very loose connection?
0: No, it's actually like a, they, you know, pulled people, a census. It has to do with skiing. Yeah. (laughs) And Um, why is it so scary?
1: Generally speaking, it appears that about 25% of people believe the the moon landing was faked. Wow. That is one in four.
0: Yeah. Wow. When was this taken?
1: Over the course of time. So- this is, like, some of these uh, claims came, like, right after uh-huh. we landed on the moon, but obviously they persist even today. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, the polls all over the map. I'm going to say over the course of, like, several decades of polling, Yeah. generally speaking, it appears to be about 25%. Okay. sometimes they'll say that it's, like, 15% of people said they thought it was faked. Mm-hmm. Then this one said that they thought, like, 28% of people thought it was faked. So uh-huh. just sort of loosely yeah. eyeballing it, I should also Fine. say averaging it out, yeah. about one in four. So, uh, where it seems to have originated is from a book called We Never Went to the Moon. Oh my god, well, straight to the point. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, right? Like, do you even need to really read that book, then?
0: I would want some detail. That wouldn't be enough for me. I guess. I'm going to crack that open.
1: We Never Went to the Moon, America's $30 billion swindle. Wow, bold name. Self-published in 1976 by Bill Casing.
0: No shade, no shade, no shade. Yeah, but that sounds like the name of a book that would be self-published. Oh, that sounds right. One hundred
1: percent. It's like <laughs> good for so self-publishing, long?
0: but that doesn't sound like a book that got picked up by Random House. Yeah, I'm a Just writer. Saying. Oh, yeah. really?
1: What What have you written? I wrote "We Never Went to the Moon: America's Thirty <laughs> Billion Dollar Swindle." Yeah. Oh, you're Bill Casing.
0: <laughs> You've heard of it?
1: Yeah, I, I've heard of that. <laughs> you're weird. So, uh, Bill Casing was a, a former U.S. Navy officer. Okay. Um he's got some cred. Yeah, he does. Um, he was a senior technical writer uh, who worked for Rocketdyne. Okay. Sounds like Cyberdyne from Terminator. <laughs> the company that built the F1 engines used on the Saturn V rocket. Saturn V rocket? All right, so he's a rocket boy. He knows some stuff. He's a rocket boy. He's a bit of a rocket boy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he claimed the chances of successfully uh, landing on the moon, a manned mission, uh-huh, anyway. Uh-huh. Uh, he calculated it to be... Odds of that happening, 0.0017%. Okay. Uh, And he also said in the book that it would have been easier for NASA to fake the moon landing than to really do it.
0: Well, I guess I can't disagree with that, right?
1: Well, then you agree. <laughs>
0: well, no, you I You mean, agree
1: with one of the most noted crackpots of all time.
0: I mean, wouldn't it be easier to, like, set up a soundstage and stuff like that
1: than to go to the moon? I don't know if you pull it off, but, of like... Of course I, it can't, would be. I can't say he's wrong. That is the weakest possible argument I can think of. The moon landing was faked. What's your evidence? Well, it would have been easier, be easier to fake than firing a rocket to the moon. Yeah. Well, you're right. But most things would be. Look, this guy's got me so far. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, then, uh, I mean, that's basically. That <laughs> that's book, the book. <laughs> by the way, that's everything to say about that book.
0: <laughs> All right, I guess I didn't need yeah. to repass the cover. No. In
1: 1980, this kind of surprised me. Uh-huh. Uh, thinking about like crackpot theories, I think of this as being a very modern thing. Mm-hmm. But in 1980, the Flat Earth Society mm-hmm. accused NASA of faking the landings arguing that they were staged by Hollywood with Walt Disney's sponsorship.
0: Did we talk about that on the Disney episode at all?
1: Uh, about really. him being involved
0: in the moon landing? Faking? No. No, I don't okay. think so. Yeah.
1: But like, the Flat Earth Society has been around since at least
0: 1980? Yeah, that doesn't surprise me.
1: I first heard about the Flat Earth theory. First of all, I, I guess I've... Technically, heard about it all my life, but uh-huh. I always assumed that people mentioned it as like the only context in which I heard it was this is so ludicrous, right? Um But the Flat Earth Society—that's yeah. a group.
0: There are all kinds of crazy societies. Like when we've gone back and talked about like spiritualism in the eighteen hundreds and stuff. They've there—I can't think of one off the top of my head, but there've been just like nutty societies yeah. all over the place in the kind of alternative world for like ever so that sounds right to me i
1: guess that's true it just feels like flat earth specifically yeah it feels so specifically now i guess because i've seen people debate it on twitter i, say, I
0: think it's just because we have access to the internet and we can see people trading memes and stuff about it
1: and even still i i, I tend to feel even still i think it's round <laughs> you know what i gotta <laughs> say if i'm gonna throw my hat into the ring i'm gonna go with flat why not? I'm gonna stay around. It's so easy to just be like, but you know, what if it what if it is flat? And have yeah. somebody go, like, Well, we've got pictures from space, but they could be fake. Yeah. Like there's it's so simple. I know. Simple. I mean, that's
0: the thing. You could say stuff about everything. Like your answer to anything that somebody gives, you could just be like, Well, that's fake.
1: Well, it could and, could be making that up you know, right now. That could be lie. What are a they lie? gonna say? You're
0: like, Well, yeah, I guess, but no.
1: Yeah. And it, I feel like it's also done under the guise of being intellectual in a way where it's like, I question everything I yeah. hear. Yeah, for some people, so for sure. Why should I trust that the government is telling the truth when they say it's round? Yeah. So I'm going to say it's... flat. It's just like, that's not creative or gotcha. clever. It's yeah. just mm-hmm. you thinking that you can be, I don't know, different Superior. And clever and interesting yeah. somehow. I don't know. Uh, anyway... So uh, there are claims that uh, there are, uh, uh, like, movies, basically, that show missions to Mars and the moon that closely resemble what we see in the lunar landings. Okay. And that somehow is evidence. Like, just because you can fake something. Yeah. Doesn't mean that when you see the real thing and it looks fake.
0: Right. That it's not real. Couldn't they have taken inspiration from the real thing and been like, oh, we've been to another planet and it looked like this. So if we're trying to recreate that, we'll make it look like that did.
1: Yeah, exactly. For sure. Um, But there was a really interesting point raised. Uh, There was a, a folklorist, Linda Daig? D-E-G-H, I don't know how to pronounce her name. Okay. But she points out that a lot of this sort of um, skepticism, cynicism Mm -hmm. about the lunar landing and being like, no, you know what? It's got to be faked. Mm -hmm. The government's trying to cover something up. That it's coming during the post-Watergate era
0: oh,
1: when cynicism was, you know, rising high. I love hearing about the
0: way things may have started rumors and and tales like that and them being linked to what was going on like in society at the time
1: i know it's it's strange but it makes sense yeah and like you even hear stuff now where it's like i've heard a lot of things about how like our uh present culture is still a response to world war ii Mm -hmm. that we're still in some sort of like afterglow of surviving that and and it's like are we still have not leveled yeah after that event.
0: Huh, interesting. That like we're I mean, still
1: responding to it somehow. Could be. Interesting. Yeah. But uh, anyway, I I really like the idea. I've I've always liked it's almost like this romanticized idea of the general American culture of like you've heard the whole thing of Like JFK was assassinated, Mm -hmm. and that was the day we lost our innocence as a country. And after that point, it stopped being, you know, smiles and going down to get a soda pop.
0: The fall of Camelot.
1: Yeah, exactly. And it started being like a much more cynical approach to things. And especially post Watergate, when you're like, oh, well, everybody's lying to you and they were caught. Right. And it's like even more. Yeah, like it's just
0: more proof that. That you can't trust anything. Yeah, exactly.
1: And so out of that, something amazing has happened. Mm -hmm. We have launched human beings off the planet Mm -hmm. and sent them to another, you know, body in space. Yeah. They've traveled to that. No, no way. Because like all this other stuff is is bogus and busted and no. I get that. I understand it yeah. for sure, but like I still feel like cooler heads need to prevail. Right. And be like, why are you just being a. But we
0: did. Yeah. yeah.
1: All right. So here is sort of what I was loosely referring to before about like what comes out of believing this sort of thing. Yeah. There's a filmmaker named Bart Siebril.
0: Good name. Go on.
1: Uh, he made a bunch of movies. Uh- <laughs> Uh, about how the lunar landing was a hoax. Okay. One, of, one of them was call, called "A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Moon." Boy, all these long names.
0: Well, it's a play on, you know, but that's really a uh, funny thing happened on the way to the forum. But it's just it's very but long. Still,
1: uh, was his
0: next one like, oh man, I just forgot it. What's the Doctor Strange Love thing like? That long oh, name. What is it? Doctor Strange. Love Anything today?
1: Or how I learned to stop worrying and love the bomb. No, love the moon. Love. Yeah. <laughs> Or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Moon. Yeah. yeah. Love the moon. <laughs> Dr. Strange Moon. Yeah. Or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Moon.
0: Or How I stop, Learned to Stop Mooning and Love the Bomb.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I to Stop Mooning. I'm addicted Mo- to mooning.
0: Mooning did have a, bi- a big boom, I feel like, in the 60s. Like, remember in American Graffiti when uh, they moon yeah, a lot? Moon you're right.
1: Moon boom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, was that the 60s?
0: Maybe 70s. I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, I think it was the 70s. Yeah. George Lucas. It one of was, his, it was, hilarious. One of George Lucas's early movies, pre-Star Wars, is a 1950s type movie. called. It's like very Happy Days-ish. Yeah, yeah. But there's a moment where there are two cars driving side by side and... A, like a dorky guy is driving a car at least from what I remember it was like a dorky guy driving a car and you hear someone go hey kid, hey kid. and he turns to look at the next car and a girl is mooning him and pressing her butt cheeks on the window do you remember that and he goes like ah, me. hey hey like he's all offended
0: <laughs> do you remember that absolutely killing me like I could not stop laughing yeah that was one of the times I've laughed hardest in my life I it think.
1: might have also it was been so bizarre it might have also been near the peak of my like I respect film. I don't watch movies. I watch film. So did plays. I upset
0: you by laughing at American No, I think graffiti.
1: for sure I was laughing too, but I, no, I, remember. I also think I was probably showing you American Graffiti because I thought it was really important or something. You
0: know? I think so. I never finished it. I've never seen it.
1: Never got past that scene. No. Just kept rewinding. Not, not mentally or actually. Rewinding movies to rewatch a part. That was like the original <laughs> GIFs. Yeah. We're just like, let me see that again. Yeah. I remember the Joker in Batman when he's the whole like, literally oh, yeah. really get a load of me. Yeah, we constantly
0: hoot, rewinded that.
1: Hoot, when he's hooting like an owl for some reason? Yeah, yeah. Rewind that, watch that again. It's good stuff. Anyway, so uh, this guy, Bart Sebrel, mm-hmm. uh, he made a bunch of documentaries basically trying to disprove the lunar landing. Yeah. Uh, in 2002, uh, <laughs> Siebrel, uh confronted Buzz Aldrin. Oh, wow. Astronaut Buzz Aldrin calling him... Because, you know, Buzz Aldrin, that would mean if the lunar landing is faked, then yeah. Buzz Aldrin was part of the right. faking process, duping the right. American a people. Right, If it was faked, Aldrin's a fink. Exactly. He called Buzz Aldrin to his face, a coward and a liar and a thief.
0: Oh my god.
1: Buzz Aldrin punched him in the face. Really? You haven't heard about that? I, <laughs> no. I was worried about, like...
0: That's amazing. At all. Yeah,
1: Buzz Aldrin socked him in the jaw. Oh, man. And then it was like, like widely circulated as like Buzz Aldrin punches a guy for saying the moon landing was a hoax. Yeah. Which is true. Yeah. But it's also not really the full story. Yeah, there's
0: more to it. He like super insulted him.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, Los Angeles County District Attorney's Office refused to file charges against Aldrin, saying <laughs> that he had been provoked by Seabro. Also, he's like an American hero. I would say
0: he's an American hero. But it was just I called feel like they're just like just...
1: Get yeah. rid of this. Yeah. Sebral. you're going to have to take one on the chin, bud.
0: Yeah.
1: You're going to have to deal with getting socked in the mush.
0: <laughs> From the hero.
1: Yeah. Uh, okay. So here are some of the, the things that people tout as evidence. I'm going to go okay. through them kind of fast. Yes. I'm very curious. Because like we said before, typically it's people being like, well, this couldn't have happened with really not much right. to back it up. I picked some of the ones that I think – for sure the ones that I've heard before because mm-hmm. I wonder if there are people out there that have also heard it before and are wondering like I always assumed uh, there is some explanation for this but I don't yeah. really know the explanation
0: that's how I feel I feel like I've read about this sometime or something but I could
1: not tell you exactly so in some of the photographs of the lunar landing yeah there are crosshairs mm-hmm. on top of most of the images mm-hmm. just little dots they basically had a plate yeah in the camera that had these crosshairs. I think they were probably for like distance or to to line up perspectives, something like that. And so they're overlaid on most of the images. Mm -hmm. Now, these crosshairs, sometimes there will be, uh, like let's say one of the crosshairs is on the American flag. Mm -hmm. People claim it looks like, paradoxically, the flag is actually in the foreground on top of the crosshair okay you can see half the crosshair peeking out and then it's obscured by the flag in front of it how would that be possible if the plate's supposed to be on top of every image that crosshair should be on the flag it should be on the boots why is it being obscured here's the thing Uh uh-huh the crosshair is typically obscured in those photos whenever it is overlaid on something white
0: yeah the white of the
1: american flag washes it out
0: yeah it's like you wearing green against a green screen
1: kind of well it's a black crosshair oh okay but uh Part of the explanation is that the original photos, that Mm -hmm. doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. Uh, People have seen copies of copies of copies of copies of these images for decades. Not only that, but sometimes the contrast and the brightness is dialed up Mm -hmm. on these images. And so the white is like blooming off the page. And so it's basically like devouring a thin black line. Yeah,
0: it confuses the camera. Yes. Yeah.
1: So anyway, well, that's... That's basically just that. Yeah. Uh, sometimes the crosshairs are rotated or in the wrong place. Mm-hmm. God forbid. Sometimes these photos have been cropped and rotated yeah. when they've been printed in different articles. Though.
0: I mean, they're, you know.
1: Right? That's the thing. Is like they're every-
0: images that get manipulated in different
1: ways. Like, yes. n-
0: not even manipulated like in a nefarious way. Like, they just come out in different formats depending on how they're used.
1: Yeah, for sure. It's not it's that just weird. Funny. I, I know, yeah. but it's one of those things where it's just like, yeah, but this couldn't. Some of them don't line up right, and a bunch you're of people right. go, like, like on one level, before you get to like real, like, uh, uh, I don't know, constructive thought, yeah, like critical thought, critical thought uh-huh. it sounds right for a second, yeah, at the top yeah. of your brain, you're like, yeah, they should be, they shouldn't look weird.
0: Oh, yeah, I mean, you know I, th- I mean, I think there are a bunch of things that you could tell me, like, crazy conspiracy theory is that at first I'd be like, Huh? Okay. And then two seconds later, you're like, "Wait, no." Yeah,
1: for yeah. sure. You're just like caught unawares, right? Or you're like, "I wasn't prepared." Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I didn't think I'd really have to think much about this. People say the quality of the photographs is implausibly high. Hmm. That's implausible. <laughs> Something being implausible doesn't mean it's not not
0: possible. Exactly. Yeah. So
1: the uh, they had high resolution cameras, even though it was the '60s. <laughs> That's the thing. It's like they they had space age tech on these bad boys. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you.
0: I mean, if we had the technology available to go to the moon, yeah. I feel like it's, you know, not such a leap to think we had decent cameras to document it. I
1: know, yeah. Maybe brought uh, out the big guns. People point out that there are no stars visible in any of the photographs of the astronauts on the moon. Okay. Let's play was, a little game yeah. now. Yeah. Why, do you, do, th- f- th- why do you think that is? No, I
0: was, I was waiting for you to tell me. I don't know.
1: I would have had no explanation. Yeah. I would have just been like, I don't know. You can't you can't see them from the moon. From the
0: moon. Yeah, I don't know.
1: <laughs> no stars on the moon. You only see stars on Earth because yeah. when you're on the moon, you're on the moon. Right. Duh. The
0: stars are all under you, so you can't see them.
1: They're in the back. Yeah. You gotta look around.
0: Yeah, you look up and see the stars from Earth, right? So they're under the moon because the moon is even higher than them.
1: Are you listening? <laughs> Adoy.
0: Do you believe everything they tell you?
1: Uh, so here's the thing. I'm going to lump this in with a couple of other things as okay. well, because this is all the explanation for it. Okay. Uh, the moon is a complicated place for light. <laughs> There's The sun is rocketing at your face. <laughs>
0: sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: it reflects off the surface of the moon because it's all white dust. Uh-huh. Uh, It reflects off the surface of the earth. Yeah. It reflects off the surface of your equipment and your own suit. Yeah. So A (laughs) lot of reflecting. Basically, there's light bouncing all around the moon. Yeah, Yeah. And so it basically, like, it drowns out like in like your perception, in a camera's perception detail. on the moon, uh-huh. it drowns out detail. Yeah. So the stars are there. Yeah. There are some images like that you can see the stars, uh-huh. but by and large, the way these photographs were taken under those conditions, yeah. they're basically washed out by the insane brightness of what's going on around you. Yeah. Which is right. interesting because I feel like what's happening on the moon always looks, I mean, first of all, mm-hmm. the videos and the photographs are black and white. Yeah. But it also, like the moon is white and right. you're in the blackness of space. Right. So everything. Losing that much looks like crazy mm-hmm. high contrast, mm-hmm. like yeah. it, it does look. I guess it must be insanely bright up there, yeah. So, anyway, the, the probably b-
0: some really good shades in that helmet. <laughs> it's true, maybe yeah. got transitions lenses under there,
1: Ray Bans, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but so that's also the explanation for why sometimes uh, the s- shadows of astronauts don't line up the way you might expect. Oh, yeah, there's Isn't not that one light source, there's like there's like a ton of light sources.
0: Is that part of people's theories about the moon thing? I yeah. just remember, it's something about the shadows. Right, okay. So what's the deal with that? I mean that. Just that, that the shadows that, don't line up? Yeah,
1: yeah, shadows don't line up. Sometimes there are like divots in the ground that uh-huh. send the shadow like in a strange looking direction. But it like...
0: So is there a theory that those are um, stage lights that are, you know... Messing with the shadow or something like,
1: like yeah, I mean, I think the theory that, is yeah. that like the the light sources, which is so funny. I love the half measures that people assume the government would take, yeah, where it's like if you're gonna fake the moon <laughs> landing, why would you then just be like, all right cool, we got the sound stage. Yeah, you don't cross your T's, yeah, yeah, like this implies that everyone's so stupid, right that they're like, all well, right, sick, man, yeah, paint the walls black and uh put some dust on the ground, and that's pretty much all we need, right, and like one spotlight over there, yeah. Like that's that's the, all the thought. there know. are no stars. They forgot to paint stars on the wall. Look, that's I, basically what they're suggesting.
0: I hate to say it, but some stuff's going down right now that is not much better constructed than the scenario that you're putting forth. So I was about to be like, it's so ridiculous, but like it's like not.
1: I, I agree. That ridiculous. I agree, in and some I guess ways. we do have a tendency to look at the past with rose-colored glasses. Yeah. But like, I mean, JFK was like, we're gonna go to the moon because it's hard. Right. We're gonna go to the moon. We're gonna like prove ourselves Mm -hmm. and everything and like the theory is basically you couldn't do it right or you were trying to distract from what was going on in vietnam Mm -hmm. or you were trying to just make sure that you could beat russia to the punch yeah uh but even still in doing that yeah i feel like it would have been so much more obviously weird and fake Mm -hmm. if there were a bunch of goofy looking stars painted on the
0: in the background
1: right yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, the implication just being that, like, they forgot to paint. That's what they're saying. Well, that's almost in support they of it. They forgot to you're... paint the stars.
0: That's stupid. That's that? almost in support of it being fake then because you're like, yeah, exactly. They forgot to paint the stars because it would look too fake. <laughs> you know?
1: I guess, Yeah, I guess it is kind of circular yeah. logic. But, yeah. like. but
0: No, it's all ridiculous.
1: Yeah. Right? Yes. Like, oh, they yes. they lined. They didn't think about how lights would work. Right. It's, even if you don't believe we got to the moon, it's still NASA. Yeah. It's still a bunch of scientists sitting around doing math. I, they didn't do the math on how the light should look. I know. you are trying to fool the world. Yeah. You think that they that somebody was like be extra careful? Oh, you filmed it. You, f- I thought that was like a test take. I didn't paint the stars yet. Yeah. Oh, that's fine. It's no. good enough. <laughs> send it up, put it on TV.
0: Buzz is tired.
1: Yeah, exactly. Buzz needs a rest.
0: Yeah. He needs his tang.
1: Buzz. Can we do another take? Pow. (laughs) Ask me again. You'll get another one right in the tummy. I'm an American hero. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah, let's see what else I covered all the lights so fast. I wasn't expecting that. Uh, Oh, this one at the speed of light. This one is amazing. Uh, all right. A resident of Perth, Western Australia, a woman named Una Ron- Ronald. <laughs> Una Ronald? <laughs> Una Ronald. Oh, this is even weirder. Una Ronald is a pseudonym created by the authors of the source. The, what's Wait, like what? Of this, of this claim. <laughs> yeah, okay. I guess they covered her identity <laughs> by calling her Una Ronald. That's a really good
0: name. I wonder if that's uh, an anagram for anything. Like moon, no, no, I don't know what.
1: Moon rat. (laughs) I don't know. Anyway, let's just assume her name actually was Una Ronald. Okay. I like the name Una. Because I like that better. I used to call Allie Una. It's a real name. I used to pretend she was an undercover spy. (laughs) Back when it was innocent to do so. Now we could be thrown (laughs) in the gulag. That's right. What's the gulag?
0: It's a not good place. It's like a bad jail. No, that's A a real bad jail.
1: (laughs) It's like a bad jail. Yeah. (laughs) Now that's like a jail you don't want to go to. It's no
0: club fed. It's not that jail in Danbury where all the reality stars go.
1: Fair enough. So, anyway, Una Ronald Uh said that she (laughs) said that for two or three seconds she saw a Coca Cola bottle roll across the lower. Oh my God. Come on. (laughs) The lower right quadrant of her television screen. Una, babe. That was displaying the live broadcast of the landing. Um,. She also said that several letters appeared in the West Australian, I guess that's a magazine or newspaper, discussing the Coca-Cola bottle incident within 10 days of the lunar landing. What? So they also... Is that true? It's the ineptitude that they're placing on these people. Like, it's one thing to be like, it's faked, it's so insane that we could send people
0: to the moon. That it can't be.
1: That it can't be. It's another thing to be like, (laughs) those dummies, someone was, some PA was sipping a can of Coke. Yeah. And dropped it in the shot. <laughs> That's so...
0: Craft services didn't clean up well enough after dinner yeah. yeah. And,
1: yeah. You can, if you listen real close, you can hear Stanley Kubrick ordering a, a meatball grinder in the background. <laughs> it's like insane. But wait,
0: so were there articles about this? Like, is that a real thing?
1: No newspaper Una reports just or recordings claims that have that, ever right? been found. Very good. <laughs> Very good. Good job, Una. Yeah. Uh, There were also flaws in the story. She made a statement that she had to stay up late to watch the moon landing, which is easily discounted by many witnesses in Australia who watched the landing in the middle of day of the day.
0: (laughs) Well, you don't know what kind of hours Una Ronald keeps with a name like that. She could be doing anything at any time.
1: Uh, Now I want you to picture somebody with their hands on their hips being indignant (laughs) after all, everything we've said, asking the following question. All right, easy. Who filmed Neil Armstrong stepping onto the moon then? That's so what I'd like to know. There's footage of Neil Armstrong, the first person to leave the module, uh-huh. climbing out of the the space, uh, the lander, yep. saying, you know, one small step for man. Yep. Uh, that footage is recorded, you know, not from behind his back walking out. It's recorded, okay, okay. you know, of showing him stepping out. how right. do we get that footage, Kristen? Right, right. I don't know. how we get that? What do you, what do you think the how most that? logical how explanation that? is?
0: Somebody else got out first.
1: <laughs> Nobody else got out first. How'd they do it?
0: Some sort of apparatus on the space. Good ship? enough. There was a camera on the
1: lander. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, That's what I mean. Like something. Yeah. Exactly. Came out. It's yeah. Like, it's uh, there's such no brainery type answers. All right, yeah. I'm gonna like go. what could it be? I'm gonna try to go faster now. This one's actually kind of crazy. This this almost supports the theory that it was fake. Uh. it's So stupid. But I know that this is happening. So it's like
0: so simple. You mean is that one what of those I'm things? About where to say like, to well,
1: is such a basic screw up. Okay. In July 2009, NASA indicated that it it may have erased the original Apollo 11 moon footage years ago so that they could reuse the tape. What?
0: Wait, 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 wait. Can you say that again?
1: In July 2009, almost 10 years ago, 10 years ago, NASA indicated that it must have erased the original Apollo 11 moon footage years ago. So that they could reuse the tape.
0: So this was somebody wanted to examine the original footage and they're like, oh well, you can't because it's gone. Like Yeah. That's that's very strange. Yeah.
1: My mom recorded Days of Our Lives yeah. over that tape. <laughs> that's real weird. Yeah, it's it's true though. So
0: they could reuse the tape.
1: After a three year search, Come on. the inescapable inescapable <laughs> conclusion was that about forty five tapes of Apollo eleven video were erased and reused.
0: Oh, my God. Their parents are probably so mad. Yeah. <laughs> Remember when you, like, tape over mom or dad's stuff?
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Sorry, Dad. Really I pissed. taped over That's Entertainment. Uh,
0: part three. I feel like we yeah, had we have so th- many tapes. Yeah, like three copies of it. That's, a, yeah. That's
1: Entertainment on yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, good God. All right. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, let's wrap this up. I have
0: a question. How did Stanley Kubrick get involved in the myth of him having recorded Is it? It, that happened before the Shining Easter eggs, right? Like.
1: Um, yes, it did. It did yeah. happen before the people picked out the Shining Easter eggs, basically to support yeah, that right, theory. Yeah, right. So
0: what? There
1: was, it? was a theory. Uh, uh, I thought I had the date. I do not have the date. It doesn't Maybe matter. There wasn't really a date. It doesn't matter. Not too much. Uh, saying that uh, NASA uh, threatened mm-hmm. Stanley Kubrick, mm-hmm. they threatened him, saying that they would reveal uh, the involvement of his brother. Okay, Raul. Uh huh. In the American it's Communist be a little tough Party,
0: to be Raul Kubrick. I gotta tell Raul. you,
1: Raul That's hard to say. It's hard to
0: say, and that's tough.
1: Yeah, that's uh, like Roger Clinton. But they, yeah. <laughs> oh my God! Oh man, you're. Oh boy, you're Kubrick. Yeah. yeah. Yes,
0: I'm Raul.
1: I am Kubrick. <laughs> <laughs> are you saying it like I'm trying that? Trying to get away with it? Why are you saying it like that, Kubrick? I am. I am Kubrick. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> what's your first name? I'm sorry. Huh? I have to go.
0: What's that? Huh, hun? I have to go. Ramly,
1: I mean, Raul, Ra, 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 Raul, Kubrick, oh.
0: and the person just leaves.
1: I'm less excited to meet you. Not interested. Um, so the, the idea is that NASA threatened. Okay. Stanley. Mm-hmm. They said we're going to reveal that Raul is a member of the American Communist okay. Party unless you help us fuel. Uh, f- uh, Film, uh-huh. the yeah. the moon landing. Yeah. Uh,
0: and Stanley loved Raoul so he went ahead and did it.
1: Well, he's quoted as saying, I love my brother so. <laughs> uh, they say this would have been an intolerable embarrassment to Mr. Kubrick. Okay. Here's the thing. <laughs> Stanley Kubrick doesn't have a brother <laughs> named, <gasps> named Raul. <laughs> really? Yeah. So there's you no know, asinine... Totally asinine things. Actually, let me do a little confirmation <laughs> That's of this. amazing. Stanley Kubrick, brother. That is so brother. weird. I got Stanley Kubrick, brother-in-law. Yeah, but
0: say, is, is his brother-in-law Raul?
1: Ah. Uh, Jan... Why don't you
0: put in Raul Kubrick and see what happens?
1: All right, Raul Kubrick. I, I mean, I love the way that theories like this expand then. You know what I mean? Where yes. it's just like... Uh, his brother Raul Kubrick, yeah, no.
0: Yeah, it looks like it's only associated with websites talking about the moon landing hooks. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Only about the moon landing. Oh, man. So Raul only lives in dreams. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> he's he's part of the funny papers. Um, but yeah, I love these ideas that just somebody goes like, yeah, no, I heard his uh, brother Raul was a communist, and so they tricked him into doing it. it. Took on a life of its own. And they're just like, well, I be- I guess I believe you. <laughs> Sounds go, good to me. I'm gonna go tell some other people. Yeah, yeah. I'll, speaking of which, I do think I lied to you about something. Okay. That I now forget what it was. All right, that's But it satisfying. seemed like you believed me at the time, so there's a chance. In this to, episode? No. No, like months ago.
0: On the show, or just in life? In
1: life. Okay. I was talking about it with Allie because I rem- I remember laughing because I was like I said something outlandish and Kristen acted as if it was normal. So uh-huh. I wonder if she's going to tell people that. So there might oh, be... Oh, no. You might have a bit of fake trivia that you...
0: Oh, no. Not again. Do you know the category?
1: <laughs> Probably movies. I don't, oh, no. I don't know. I don't know. All
0: yeah. right. Well, we'll see what happens, it, I guess.
1: Just letting you know. Deal with that.
0: That ah, crap. Well, yeah. guess what, William? What? I did something bad to you, and I'm not going to tell you what it is, and you're not even going to know that it was me when it happened, but I'll know. That you, it was me.
1: You can't hurt me anymore. <laughs> Kristen used to say that to me when we were kids. I, it was I,
0: psychological warfare.
1: Crazy. I, I must have been eleven or twelve, and Kristen, w- I wronged Kristen somehow. Yeah. In some way that an eleven-year-old wrongs their injustice. older sister, and Kristen's revenge was telling me that she would get me back, and that something bad would happen to me. And I wouldn't even know that it was her doing, but it was. Yeah. And it terrified me for weeks. And then I started pleading with her and just being like,
0: (laughs) Kristen, please don't do it. Kristen,
1: I'll do the dishes every night for a month if you don't do whatever you were thinking of doing. And it wasn't until we were in our (laughs) 20s that Kristen was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember I used to do that. Yeah. It was nothing.
0: Yeah, exactly. But it was something because it tortured
1: you. Oh, it's actually true. It's like a paradox. Yeah. It's like Pinocchio being like, my nose is going to grow now. Uh-huh. It's like, well, that's, if that's a lie, it should grow. But then if it grows, it right, wasn't but, a lie. Right. Ooh. You did do something to yeah. me. Yeah. I didn't know it was, it was you. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't know what happened to me, Yeah. but something bad did happen to me. Exactly. You made me feel like crap.
0: I wanted you jumpy. <laughs> you I wanted to keep you jumpy. That's what I did to oh, you.
1: And I was jumping. Kristen said, jump. I said, how high?
0: <laughs> I'm like, just leave me Please, alone. Please, you can sit, just leave can me sit in alone. the front seat. Oh, all you want. God. Yeah. Okay.
1: Psychopath. <laughs> that means you were. It like, works. That means you were like 14. You're a little tyrant.
0: I don't know if those ages are right. I mean, they might be.
1: Approximately, Missouri was. Uh, I was 10 to 13.
0: Oh, it wasn't Missouri. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Was I was Missouri. thinking it was here. No, because yeah, so, I also yeah.
1: remember the one time that I uh, uh, I heard a strange sound at the window, <laughs> and raised. That was here. Yeah. That was here? Are that was you, in New Jersey. Are you sure? I'm
0: positive. It was in the basement at our old house. Uh, no, 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 no. Oh, We're talking what?
1: about two different things. Oh, uh, uh, what? I don't know. Kristen, one time, I have a thing about people watching me, uh-huh. like through a window. It's yeah. Anybody does. I yeah. feel like that's not unusual. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't know. I think about it periodically. I don't like the idea of like looking up and seeing that somebody's been watching me already.
0: Yeah. So I have th- the opposite. I'm always worried that I'm going to look in the window of my house and somebody's going to be in there.
1: Ooh, but I also have that. <laughs> yes. Uh, so I was in the basement at our parents' old place and it was like partially underground. I had a little window in the laundry room and I heard a sound. Like tapping at the window and I was like, I was trying to follow the noise. I didn't, I didn't know it was the window. I didn't make sense So trying to figure out what it was. I looked out and Kristen had crouched down on all fours and was leering at me through the window. It was one of the scariest. That was absolutely terrifying. But the case that I was going to bring up was, was Missouri uh-huh. where I guess once again, I had, ro- I don't know why we were constantly wronging each other. A series, this like back and forth of committing <laughs> like Batman and the Joker. Yeah. yeah. And so I heard a noise at the window and I raised the blinds. We used to have a bunch of dogs and they would poop all over the yard. (laughs) And then we had to go out at the end of like a month and shovel up all the poop and put it in a bag. Seem as incredibly inefficient. Anyway, Kristen had scooped up a bunch of dog poop and laid it out gently on my windowsill on the outside of the house. Like, what a maniac thing to do! That's such like a gross, I sadistic. That. Like, you didn't know I could see you yet, so you're just like <laughs> putting poop on my windowsill. What a freak! <laughs> Did it
0: terrify you? Yeah, I was real
1: scared. <laughs> you want to take care of
0: that? <laughs> Sorry.
1: I had a hanging Chad. <laughs> what? Dangling Chad. I've never heard of that. One. I just made it up. I don't know. <laughs> oh a God! Twenty-year-old election humor.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Nobody calls that a dangling Chad. That you just like
1: pull that. And... What was it like? A, it was like a.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was a, It was a spit. Spit. It yeah. was a spit.
1: I don't know. I just said words. Oh, God.
0: Chad, <laughs> yeah, that's really funny. <sighs> okay.
1: Anyway, so that's the moon landing. Yeah. It was fake. And my pathos. It proved it. <laughs> yeah. The real last thing I have to say, which yeah. should be the, the, the like closing of the book on this forever, the mm-hmm. Mythbusters covered the moon landing. Yep. One by one, they went through all the claims busted. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the claims are stupid. Yeah. They're entertaining. Yeah, sure. I like hearing about it. There are people that are like, the flag shouldn't be waving up there. There's no Mm -hmm. air. There's no atmosphere. Uh uh Uh-huh. And it looks like it's kind of rippling. Yeah. But the thing is, it's not rippling. It was all folded up and crinkly. Yeah, okay. And when and there was like it wasn't just a one flag pole. It was like an L-shaped pole. So it's hanging both on the left hand side and dangling from a bar on the top. Okay. To give it a rigid, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rectangular. shape, Mm -hmm. and uh, just because there's no air doesn't mean there's no momentum. Well, I would say it
0: could just be kind of well, oh, I was to say gravity. But it was, it you know, having like, planted it, like, couldn't it have moved a little bit? Yes. Yeah.
1: So, like, basically, there's one corner of it that's not anchored, mm-hmm. right? That corner is almost acting like a pendulum. Yeah. Right. So, like, you put it in, and it just kind of swings back and forth a little bit, mm-hmm. and then it gradually, yeah, stops. Yeah. So it is stationary, mm-hmm. but it did move. Yeah. Um. Even though there is no atmosphere up there, so yeah, the yeah. MythBusters went one by one through all these claims, mm-hmm. and basically. Uh, showed the reasons why um, certain things that seem strange actually yeah. happen perfectly reasonably under those conditions. Yeah. And uh, if the Mythbusters say that it's real, yeah. that's good enough for me.
0: I believe that guy's a little goatee. I'll tell oh, you that. Gotta love it. It's gotta be tough to, um, if if you're somebody who's like really, really super passionate about a conspiracy theory and you're like really all in on it, it must be tough when things like that come out. If, if you're somebody who's really basing almost your like, some people, I feel like, base their personalities around things yeah. like that. Like, everything is kind of about that. So, that must be, like, a real, like, mind F to, you Is know? it or
1: is it just, like, you get more fuel for what you love? Like, you can just be like, no, well, that well, was de- faked.
0: Well, it depends on the person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure some people see that and they're like, it's deflating. You know what I mean? I'm sure yeah. some people see that, and it's like more more to fight because yeah, I think some true. people like the fight of believing in a conspiracy yes. theory. They I like agree. that they're going to prove something and whatever. So it just kind of gives them like a stronger
1: adversary. Yeah, but I
0: bet for some people it's sad where they're like, "My life's work."
1: But I believed it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, we talked about that a little b- bit before. That mm-hmm. like even even this show, like when mm-hmm. we explain where something cool and scary came from, when we explain Bloody Mary. Yeah. And defang mm-hmm. that the the sort of like yeah. intrigue and mystery of it. We're kind of—it's that idea of like uh, filling in all the all the areas on the map. Mm-hmm. There's nothing left to explore. There's nothing. Yeah, there, there are less and less chances for something truly mysterious and otherworldly to exist on the map yeah. when you're continually exploring and being like, yeah, another perfectly normal island. Right. Done. Right. Filled in. We're doing that with mysteries on this show. We're celebrating them, in but a we're way. also sort of closing the book on them.
0: I disagree. I think that we might be. Drawing some conclusions about that particular mystery, but if in, if we're talking about things like for the moon landing or things that are physical like that, maybe that's the case. But if we're talking about things that are in like the like spiritual astral realm and everything, it, there's no knowing that's like oh so we got through this finite amount of these ghosts. Like there right. could always be more.
1: That's true. You know. That's true. Yeah.
0: Um Okay. So speaking of things that there might be a lot of,
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> William Rice. <laughs> yeah.
0: Those grains just get everywhere. Um, <laughs> do you know that a lot of people in Iceland believe in elves? Ooh. Have you heard of this before? I don't...
1: It rings like the vaguest bell.
0: Okay. Yeah. So um, this friend of mine is in Iceland right now, and she posted on Instagram and said like... What? Maybe
1: that's why. Maybe that's why it rings a vague bell. Well, Did I see a... Did they write a post being like, a lot of people believe in elves here. Did you know that?
0: Uh, Not... Well... Kind of. I mean they it was a picture of a cat, but then underneath it they wrote like do you know that i saw through
1: the. saw through the, uh, more than But facade. also why
0: would you know? You don't know them. Like why would you know this post?
1: Yeah, I'm not watching am <laughs> not watching, everything you do. of course I should of know that Somebody post. I
0: should of a little bit a lot bit a lot. bit of a that a,
1: I think about it, I definitely don't know.
0: It's an acquaintance of mine from yoga of mine have yoga of I've only, you know, been around a handful around of a so I of a think that of not think with you
1: understood I with them. a simple made a simple error. <laughs> Miscalculation. So,
0: so, but what do you really think you saw something?
1: Yeah, it, it, it sounds vaguely familiar, but huh.
0: yeah. Okay, so anyway, so they posted and they're like, oh, do you know there's like a commission of fairies who has to like authorize road work in Iceland? And I, and they wrote it like kind of officially. And I was like, wait, what is this? So I Googled it and it's kind of a thing. So, um, in 1998, there was a survey conducted that showed 54% of people in Iceland believe in these, exi- in, in the existence of elves, like genuinely. H- how many? Wow. So this is a very pervading thing in Iceland. I'll get to kind of like the roots of it and the origin and everything. But it is so interesting to me. Um, And it came up like big time in the news a few years ago because there were a bunch of protesters who were protesting the building of this like big road system. Like it was gonna be like across through this big area of really, really beautiful land with a traffic circle in the middle Okay, Um that they said was gonna be breaking up and destroying these beautiful lava formations um and spoil a bird and plant habitat. So Iceland, like you know that thing that people say like Greenland is icy and Iceland is green? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's more rhymey than that, but you know what I mean? So, like, Iceland is apparently gorgeous. Like, looking at pictures, it's really beautiful and has a lot of different kinds of um, natural factors. There's a better way to say it. But so, natural formations. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. mm -hmm, Yep. So, they're like beautiful mountains. There are lakes. There are volcanoes and lava. It's like a really, really interesting place. Um, And so, people have been upset about this road work going down and it still is going to happen by the way but so this group um, who are called the friends of the lava are against it friends of the lava I know that, does not that sound like a sweet cult it does yeah it the friends Weird. of the lava yeah, yeah. but no yeah. they're just an environmental group who wants to protect lava formations fair enough which is sweet yeah um, but so, so some of the people just don't want them to break up the beautiful landscape and some of the members um, are worried about the construction displacing the supernatural forces living within the Volcanic rubble, yeah, and they worry that such a disturbance could have dark consequences.
1: Oh, yeah, I'm worried about that too.
0: Me too. So, um, some of these believers say that there are a lot of elves who live there under the lava and that they've already left until the matter is settled. But they should settle this up right quick because it's not going to be good news if they displace these elves. This is awesome. So, I know
1: all of the reasons to not like frack and stuff, there've mm-hmm. got to be people who will be like. Have you considered that you might be angering the old gods? (laughs) You know, like... like, Yeah, you're right. Is there anybody out there in in the U.S. who's fighting for our demon brethren?
0: I would like to hear about it if they are. I would love it if there was a U.S. equivalent of this. But uh, Um, what about the mole people? Yeah. (laughs) So one of the people who is part of Friends of the Lava seems to be somewhat of an elf expert um, in Iceland because she pops up in a different context later. Um, her last name is, I, I, did the, I did like a Google thing of how to pronounce this and it's set it, up, but now I forget. It's like John's de, de tier. Okay. Or something That's her last name. Um, so I'm just going to quote her a little bit. She says that um, one of the many oddly shaped rocks at the lava field houses a very important elf church, which lies directly in the path of one of the roads. Both she and another seer of elves... Um, visited the field separately and came to the same conclusion about the spot. I mean, there are thousands or millions of rocks in this lava field, she said, but we both went to the same rock or cliff and talked about an elf church. She knows about the elf church because she can see it, she says, and also sense its energy, a sensation many Icelanders are are familiar with. If a road is completely necessary, the elves will generally move out of the way, but if it's deemed superfluous, a possibility, very bad things may happen. This elf church is connected by light energy to other churches, other places, de Tier says. So if one of them is destroyed, it's, uh, well, it's not a good thing. I love it. I know.
1: I love it. Yes. Is an elf church a place where we worship elves or elves worship their god?
0: <clears throat> elves worship their god. So elves, basically, according to Icelandic legend and lore, are basically, they're not as kind of like, Well, they're obviously supernatural. Well, I think it depends on the person what they think. They're supernatural in some ways, but they're not like these little elves, like Santa's elves or anything. They are like humans. Like, they have communities. They have churches. They have jobs. They have an infrastructure and everything. But they're just much smaller. Um, So they're said to be sometimes like anywhere from a few centimeters high to a couple of feet. Whoa. It depends. Like that, they could look like a small child, potentially. That
1: sounds like a pretty huge discrepancy. It is a
0: big discrepancy, but I guess, you know, I guess it's a difference between babies and an adult, maybe.
1: Oh, so like when they're born they're two centimeters tall. Well it didn't and,
0: say, but I don't know.
1: Cause like you look at a chihuahua and a great dane. Uh huh. That's a pretty gigantic size difference between yeah. adult, you know. Yeah. But
0: but they're all dogs. What? But they're both dogs, a chihuahua and a great dane. I know. But what's your point? I don't get it. Well, what? I don't understand your point. What?
1: But they're both dogs.
0: <laughs> well, you're, if you're being like, it doesn't make sense that they're two different heights. No, no, no. I mean, these two things that are also the same are two different heights. Hold
1: on. I'm saying that's perfectly reasonable. Oh, I'm okay. just saying it's, it's wild how different in size this one species can be in its adult form. I wasn't <laughs> yes. going to make a sharp left hand turn it out. Dogs are supernatural or something.
0: No, I didn't understand that. I thought you were being like, wait, wait, that doesn't make sense. Let me use this example to show you why.
1: Hold on. I just thought of something ludicrous. I want to float by you. Dogs, what's up with that? (laughs) Um, No, but like, that's a wild range. Yes. But it's all still sort of like, like a Great Dane is, I don't know, X number of times the size of a Chihuahua. Yeah. That's wild, but I feel like, the difference between two centimeters and several feet has got to be bigger than even that, right?
0: Probably, but why don't we just go with it since we're talking about elves?
1: I know, it's just crazy. <laughs> it's just so weird.
0: Okay, so they call elves folk which means hidden people, which it's is obvious. a sweet word. That's awesome. A sweet word. Um... So the thing is, like, it sounds really nutty and everything, obviously, like her talking about elf churches that she sees and they're connected to other elf churches and that she is able to see them and everything. But professors and folklorists and people who study this who are like legit historical people um, have said that that sounds nuts. But the fact that people through hundreds of years have been talking about this, it's like it's part of their nation. It's almost a part of their culture in a way. So it makes it a little bit less crazy because it's so widespread it's just like part of their deal um so the first reference to them was in 1000 AD in a Viking poem um the word was used but it just wasn't super elaborated on or anything and um so some ideas of why people think that this elf thing may have taken off um maybe it's Let's say it's real, but also here's some ideas. Um, It could have something to do with the fact that when Vikings came to Iceland, they actually were indigenous. They were actually the first, genuinely the first people to come there. But at the time, when people were conquering places, you liked the idea of being a conqueror and taking something over. And the Vikings were very like... You know, yeah, let's yeah. get this done. We're going to claim our land. And so the idea of elves may have allowed them to feel like they're conquering ah, something. Like there is something yeah. that they're taking this land from. right? Basically, these spirits or whatever. What a
1: weird length to have to go to. Right?
0: Yeah. What mental gymnastics. Yeah. Um, it could also be a form of like very primitive environmentalism. Like just sort of like this link with this really, really gorgeous land and kind of a respect and a reciprocal relationship with it. Yeah. yeah. In a very kind of like old worldy way. So let me see. Oh, also they dress old timey.
1: (laughs) How how old timey is old timey?
0: Uh, What did they say? Uh, I just wrote short pants. Yeah, I think a short pant, knee socks. Yeah, 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 like colonial, like a dirty one. I I don't, I don't think that they were like a dandy colonial with like a powdered wig and everything. But yeah, like a newsy. Yeah, like a little like Like a newsy. They have like soot
1: on their face. Yeah, on their noses for whatever reason. Um, Yeah, it's weird to think of like a magical creature if we are saying they're magical. Yeah. But like yeah, they can't have like you can't the second you imagine them in like modern culture, like the second you picture an elf holding like an iPhone.
0: Yeah, it's not right. No,
1: it's not right.
0: Although, I mean if they have a similar culture to ours, they probably have some little elven equivalent. Although they're a little bit more like they don't have like they they do a lot of um farming and like sheep herding. Right. That seems to be their industry. So I don't think that the iPhones make it to them.
1: It feels like we would know about them then. (laughs) Probably. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Who am I to say? I don't live in Iceland. Um, so the deal with them But is... ma'am, it
1: seems like we should know about them. I do know about them. <laughs> yeah, but I do. It seems like the rest of us should.
0: Yes, it does. I agree. It does seem like you should.
1: But as I said, <laughs> I know a lot about them. So.
0: John's Dieter knows all about them. Got I could to talk her. to
1: one for you if you want.
0: Well, she does later. Oh, yes. Okay. So basically, if you treat elves with respect and you don't bother them, you don't mess with the land that they're living on, they're not going to bother you. They're basically thought of as like harmless companions and roommates in Iceland. Okay. Something that I'm not clear on through my research, I think I mentioned a little bit, um, and I'm sure maybe there are people who believe one thing and believe the other. There may not be a consensus, consensus on this. I don't quite understand whether elves are thought to be physical beings that we could be bumping into or something, oh. or they are living in a supernatural realm that only some people are able to see, like dot da- here or whatever. Oh. Um, it seems to lean a little bit more in that direction, like it's something that some people are able to kind of make contact with, but some things that I read made it sound kind of physical.
1: Yeah, so, that's interesting. like, yeah. Is it traveling to another physical dimension, or... Right. Like they're sprites of the woods.
0: Right, like they're living kind of in like- there. But also, if they're like, if they could be ten- potentially a couple of feet tall, I don't think those elves are physical ones because that's proof positive.
1: But if they're tending to sheep, are they like elf sheep or yeah. are they sheep sheep? Teeny sheep. They're te- okay.
0: Yeah. They have a whole teeny world.
1: That's so funny. So it's not just believing in elves. You have to believe in teeny sheep.
0: Yeah, you have to believe in, like, teeny farms and teeny houses and stuff like that. And, like, teeny town council. But a
1: teeny person would build a teeny house. But finding teeny sheep is very convenient. True, true. That's another
0: species that's teeny. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like, how many teeny sheep have we accidentally, like, not noticed as we drive down the highway?
0: Who knows? A herd of teeny sheep. In the thousands.
1: Trying to cross the road. Yeah. (laughs) The Death Valley. (laughs) (laughs) Few survive the journey. (laughs) (laughs) um
0: so even though they're territorial and they're gonna mess with you um if you get with their so the things that they'll do the territorial thing they aren't just like hey no good um it's said that if you're working on land and you know changing it in a way that they don't like um there's potential that your machines are just gonna randomly break there could be freak accidents dream warnings And um, sheep and cows that you put on the land after you've done all the construction and everything, if you've made it that far, if the elves have allowed you to go that far, um, then they may fall ill. So they're basically always trying to deter construction if you're messing with them or retaliate against it. Cool. I know. Um, But they're also benevolent and step in to help. When they see that it's needed. Um, there was a former Icelandic parliament member who flipped, I wrote flipped his SUB, flipped his sub. <laughs> I flipped a couple subs in my day. Got those meatballs right down the mouth.
1: Yeah, I was, uh, was going to try to flip subs, but I ended up eating them all. <laughs> yeah. right, like Why
0: well, flip them, right?
1: If you flip a house into my gum. I bought a sub sandwich to improve it to sell it to someone else.
0: You could do that quite easily. You think so? Yeah, if you bought a sub <laughs> and I was hungry <laughs> and you threw on some like honey, mustard, and pickles, I'd buy it for like 50 cents more than you. Really? Would. Well, you couldn't tell me that. I wouldn't, but I, I bet you could be like, hey, I'm actually full. And if we had the kind of relationship where you're like, sell me this I'm gonna sandwich.
1: sell you this other half of a sandwich I ate. <laughs>
0: Whatever. I bet you could buy a sandwich that's lackluster, gussy it up a little bit, and I'd be into it.
1: <laughs> so my sandwich shop is next door to a subway. And I'm always going over there ordering the chicken teriyaki. And then,
0: come. And then putting it on bread that's not disgusting. Yeah. And then I buy it. <laughs> so I hate their bread. Okay. <clears throat> so he flipped his SUV, not sub, on an icy road, and he fell off a cliff. It was like this big, serious accident. But then he only had minor injuries from it. And he later credited it to a small group of elves living in a nearby boulder, who must have saved his life.
1: That's awesome. Yes.
0: And this is, I didn't write down his name and everything, but like, this is like a documented thing. His name is out there.
1: (laughs) I (laughs) I wake up in the hospital. Yeah. And I tell you like, my life was saved by these little elves. Yeah. And I'm not, I don't appear to be kidding. And I keep saying it for years. Do you feel bad But the context is totally
0: different. If we lived in Iceland, where that's like 54% of people believe that they're elves, it's a little different.
1: So you're saying, I guess that you're in the hospital with me and you're going, well, it's not Iceland will. (laughs) Yeah they're real but they're not real are. here yeah <laughs> yeah basically all right
0: um so then later a while later a road was slated for construction over that area and over the rock and the boulder where he thought that the elves were living and um he insisted that roadmakers save it like he yeah. went to pains to have them not do it and he called in our friend John's dottier
1: of course of course
0: I'm sorry you guys I'm sure that's not great but you know, you know what we're, who we're talking about. I'm trying. Yeah. Um, so he called John Satir to see whether his suspicions were correct about elves kind of like inhabiting this boulder. She confirmed it. Oh. She said that <laughs> I don't believe it or not. <laughs> she said that three generations of elves were living there and that she talked to them and they conceded to have the boulder moved closer to the parliament member's house as long as that area would have grass because they wanted to have sheep. So they compromised, William. They compromised. So they moved, and that road was built, and the boulder was moved to buy that guy's house. I, William? Okay. Okay, so... <laughs> so common a belief is this in elves that... Um, oh, I just lost anyone. what the thing is. It's like the Roads Commission or something. Um, I compromised <laughs> with
1: them. Wouldn't I make a good elected official? Yeah.
0: Well, he's a former official. It was really John Stater who compromised. No, she,
1: yeah, she I know. facilitated
0: the discussion. I'm just
1: saying, like, I wonder if she put that on her resume, where she's like, no. you know, I, I made a deal with the uh, the rock and uh, boulder elves. And she probably did a little patch of grass, so they can have their elven sheep.
0: Yeah, that that guy. So I
1: think I'd make a pretty good sandwich artist.
0: <laughs> that guy has some clout. She probably definitely put him on her resume.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. So yeah. So there is a long form response. From um, some of the Icelandic administration to write back to people who write to them um, concerned about them building on areas where there are elves. Yeah. So um, it's the Icelandic Road and Coastal Administration and they've created a five page standard reply for press inquiries about elves, um, which was uh, excerpted here so the person who sent it who's their spokesperson said it will not answer the question of whether the commission employees do or do not believe in elves and hidden people because opinion differs greatly on this and it tends to be a rather personal matter the statement said the agency goes on it cannot be denied that belief in the supernatural is occasionally the reason for local concern and these opinions are taken into account just as anybody else's would be this is simply a case of good pu- public relations we value the heritage of our, of our ancestors and if oral tradition passed on from one generation to, um, to the other tells us that a certain location is cursed or that supernatural beings inhabit a certain rock, then this must be considered a cultural treasure. In the days when the struggle with the forces of nature was harsher than it is now... Uh, conservation came to the fore in this folklore, and copses and beautiful natural features were even spared. The reaction of the administration to these concerns has varied. Issues have been settled by delaying the construction project at a certain point whilst the elves living there have supposedly moved on. At other places, the people in charge have seen no other solution than to continue the project against the wishes of certain individuals. There have been occasions when uh, when working arrangements have been cheated slightly but at little extra expense there is no denying that these stories of elves and cursed places have attracted the attention of the media um the administration's employees have answered questions on this matter and have not ducked the issue um so i like that it it comes up enough that they have an answer to it and they are being respectful respectful of people who believe
1: in it yeah i i actually i especially like the idea of you know if 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 Traditions have passed on, oral traditions saying that, like, this place is of supernatural Mm -hmm. significance then we protect that because now that is of, like, historical importance. Yeah. Like, that's true. Like, even if you don't <clears throat> exactly. believe that an elf lives in, you know, yonder creek. Right. It's <laughs> nice to be like, well, you know what? There are stories about that creek that yeah. have been passed down generation to generation to generation. They've made it all the way to the modern era.
0: Yeah, and so just those stories give it significance.
1: Yes. Yeah. Even if there is nothing actually supernatural happening there. Mm-hmm. And I believe that's true. I like having those places kept intact. Yeah. Like... Yeah, that's very interesting. That's a really great response. I know.
0: Iceland seems really sweet and nice. Yeah, it's cool. Um, so there are obviously people... You know, it's 54, 54% of people believed this in 1998. There are obviously people who think it's ridiculous and, you know they're just super skeptical or they're just tired of talking about it. And they think it's kind of like a stereotype and it makes Icelanders seem stupid. And, um, Ah. there is, yeah, I mean, it's fine, whatever. whatever. Um, so there is one expert who says that he kind of thinks that, I mean, he knows that elves have been, um, recorded in Icelandic literature since, you know, a thousand AD or whatever, but he thinks that the myth like really took on, Um, a status of like believability and people buying into it in the 1970s when he said that there was a story about a construction worker who messed something up and then blamed it on elves. And then just for one of of those weird things that who knows why these things happen, it took off and he kind of equates it with um, or links it to hippie culture. It was like the early 70s. That guy said that people are in like a hippie mood and just took off from there. Um, But, and we'll leave you with this because I think it's sweet. Um, the guy's last name was Bjornsson. Um, despite his doubts, even Bjornson admits that his own family had a story about elves. No one on his boyhood farm was supposed to cut the grass on a slope near the hayfield because hidden people lived in the rocks. A farmhand who disobeyed his great-grandfather's orders was, alleg- was allegedly struck with tuberculosis. And while he God. outright claims he doesn't believe, he hedges a bit. I do not dare to maintain that usual human sense organs are perfect. He wrote, so there might be a possibility that something exists which normal people cannot perceive. Wow! So, like, even you know, a guy who's kind of like a noted skeptic
1: Keeps about it is like, alive. I assume yeah. that it's
0: almost like a translation thing. I think he's saying like the five senses aren't perfect, right? Well, yeah, if it's of senses organs or whatever. Yeah, but, but it's but, still um, keeping
1: that little percentage of of
0: exactly that imagination that maybe.
1: possibility that maybe
0: there are elves out there in Iceland.
1: It's funny. I like the idea Mm -hmm. that they will inhabit or uh, uh, inhibit Uh the ability to like chop down trees and stuff and build a road that feels like gremlins. Mm -hmm. So it feels sort of familiar in that way where it's like, we're going to screw up mechanical things. We're going to screw up mechanical things. But it's also weird to be like, or we'll give you tuberculosis. <laughs> yeah. you know, like it's weird that they can give you
0: Well, if they're supernatural. Yeah. They're gonna they're like, all right, so I'll mess this up. I'll mess him up. Yeah. I guess you could say it's messing with a like, human's mechanical. I cut their stuff. fan belt yeah. and
1: I gave him a horrible illness. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. That's yeah, that's right. a very interesting story, Kristen. Pretty cool. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. All right.
0: So that's it, guys. There you go. I hope you enjoyed this week's show. Um, if you enjoyed it, please give us a review on iTunes. We'd super, super appreciate it. We've gotten some really awesome reviews over the past few weeks. We've been asking for you to do this and you guys have been following through, which is so, so, so appreciated. So thank you so much.
1: Yeah, thank you so much, everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, and since we're at the end now, if you've been yeah. scared, titillated, and you <laughs> learned something,
0: That's right. Let us You just got know. a gold star. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: everybody, go check out talkbomb.com slash gttupod where you can find links to everything you need to enjoy this show. You've got links to every major podcast app, the YouTube version where you can watch us, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Yeah, There's a link to our Patreon account Mm -hmm. that is patreon.com slash gttupod or just look us up in the app. You can donate back to us monthly whatever you're comfortable with if you want to support the show.
0: Yeah, it's basically like throwing us a little tip for the entertainment we've provided for you.
1: Yeah. And check out at gttupod on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, mm-hmm. Kristen posts amazing uh, sort of like bits of news from the world of horror and the supernatural throughout the week. Yeah, it's uh, Not only are they like just kind of cool to check out, they're also pretty cool talking points. We've got yeah. some interesting conversations with people in the comments yeah. sections. Uh, which to that point, make sure you check out the Guide to the Unknown private Facebook group, yes. where you can talk to other people who listen to and watch this show, make some friends, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah chat up a storm
0: yeah that's right and you can also just find Will and I personally um online (laughs) online Uh online I'm on Instagram at chillin Kristen
1: I am at haunted sponge that's right so this week's episode has come to a close we'll be back in one week's time to talk about more things from the world of the mythical and the spooky Mm -hmm. but for that to happen we gotta fill these heads up that's right and for that to happen we gotta go we must travel
0: Back to the netherworld go we. Bye bye.